This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up today, we check in with Matt Brewer of North Country Guide Service, busy baiting bears, getting ready for grouse, geese, ducks, and more. We got all the details coming up right now. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Paul Bunyan Country. Joining me today is Matt Brewer of North Country Guide Service, who is actually out and about uh, doing his job, uh, getting ready for some, uh, sounds like some bear hunting trips, huh? Yeah, it actually opened last week, and we had like 90 plus degree days every day, <laughs> and, and uh, I actually, normally our hunts are three-day hunts, and uh, we had two people have opportunities but the other hunters, um, you know, the bears, they're like us. When it's hot like that, they don't want to move around, and they surely are not hungry. So, <laughs> um, so I, I I offered to let some hunters, uh, you know, kind of punt on the 90 degrees and then come back. So, um, so we we had some bear sightings, and like I said, we had two hunters have opportunities on on opening day and and the next day, um, but then we just we just decided to let everybody come back so hopefully things kind of get a little better we've already had better bear activity with the cooler weather and uh and hopefully we have some hunters harvest some bears this this week yeah i know opening opening. i was just gonna say i noticed when you were um getting the baits out first time around prior to the opener and i you know on, on social you're posting some pictures of bears so i i know they're out and about yeah, leading up to opening day, there were there were bears everywhere, and we had really really consistent days, and everything was looking really promising and good. And then, yeah, it was like the day before opener, we hit ninety four degrees or ninety three degrees, and and everything just stopped. The world just stopped turning. It was crazy. So, so are they still coming after your your baits? Um, because I know there's been a huge acorn drop. Yeah, well, we got kind of lucky. I, I, I'm reluctant to say lucky because it was really dry, and we had a lot of wind in August, so the acorn crop is really, really high. But they fell early, so I was able to combat that earlier than than the season started. Usually, the acorns drop right around opening day, and they actually fell about a week to ten days early. So that was kind of nice to get that big push of bears to the acorns, get that out of the way. You know, they left the baits and then they were gone for a few days and then they came back. Um, so that, that, that didn't really, I'm, I'm not going to use that as an excuse. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of possible from the abundance of them. Uh, when they fell is, uh, was actually beneficial for me. I, I would prefer that they don't fall after hunters leave, you know, I would love every acorn, but it doesn't always work that way. So second best scenario was them dropping early, which they did. Well, I don't suppose it even is is worth my time to ask you about fishing at this point. Oh, yeah, I forgot that that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I, got, I got it heavy, but leading up, leading up to it, um, I was on the water a lot, and uh, 
and it was it was pretty good. I mean, every day was a little bit different. You know, we always had some wonky weather. It's been a strange weather year, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we, we'd get a nice little chop, and and the fish would go nuts, and then it would be flat, calm, and hot, and the fish wouldn't go at all. And you'd have to go deep, and you maybe get a few bites, and uh, or switch it up. I did a lot of uh, I did a lot of switch ups where you know I'd start off the morning, and it'd be calm and kind of tough and we'd pick off a few and then uh switch over to like panfish or bass or you know something like that and it would kind of save the day so that uh, being willing to adapt on a fly was was really imperative to our clients having success and having fun so um but we had man like late july or mid to late july we had a three-week stretch where I've never seen fishing on Bemidji that good, and it it was really fun. And I wish it were like that every single day. <laughs> <laughs> so that, to be able to enjoy that for uh, it was almost exactly three weeks that I got to enjoy it, and and it really like lit a new fire under me where I was really enjoying guiding and excited to get out and take clients out to experience the bite. It was really fun, and I hope everybody in the Bemidji area got out and enjoyed that bite. So, and that's so weird, is because it's uh, it was way later than you would typically expect. But again, as you noted, we had wonky weather, and we never really did have a lot of heat until like about a week ago. Right? Yeah, it was it was strange. I mean, you know, we had our typical really good bite in uh, May and June, and then we had our hard dog days, and then. And then we had the days, I mean, it was the same, it was kind of the same progression as it normally is. Um, everything just felt, the timing felt a little off, and everything, like, lasted a shorter amount of time than it normally does. Like, that May and June bite usually lasts until the shiners start to dissipate. You know, the day where you walk into the bait shop and you can't get shiners anymore is probably the day that fishing is about to get really tough. <laughs> yeah. And... And kind of, kind of fizzled a little bit before that, and you know people were worried about being able to get bait and the shiner abundance due to the cool weather stayed strong later than normal. And every day you have to go into it not knowing what's going to happen. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, we got bear hunting now, but I know you've got uh, hunt after hunt after hunt. What else is coming up here in the next couple of weeks? Well, it's been <laughs> not only has it been busy but it's been very busy because i've got a a 16 year old now so getting him prepped for uh for getting his driver's license and getting insurance and vehicle all of that stuff has been on my plate as well so um it's really hard to find uh open spots to youth waterfall weekend we can't go back to deep waterfall so that's coming up for us this weekend we're gonna I'm going to take him out and let him shoot some ducks and geese, and and, uh, and then after that, it's grouse opener, and you know, and then you got archery deer, which we don't participate in, but uh, you know, there will be a lot of people participating in that. But we'll hit grouse hunting really hard until until uh, duck and goose season, the official duck and goose season opens, and then we'll hit that kind of hard, and that'll bring us into Thanksgiving, and then ice fishing starts. So. Matt Brewer of North Country Guide Service, my guest. There's a ton more topics to cover with Matt next. This is Toby Cavalli 
All of us at LOA are proud to make Kev Jackson sound smart. Sort of. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Be the traveler, be the adventurer, and be a trailblazer in Bemidji, Minnesota. Plan your visit to Bemidji today. Enjoy unique lodging, engaging hospitality, and outdoor adventures in a pristine, natural setting. Fish over 400 lakes or explore over 160 miles of bike trails. Then wind down with an award-winning pint from Bemidji Brewing. From hiking to canoeing to golf and live music, there's so much to explore. Plan your adventure at visitbemidji.com. Bemidji, one step further. I'm Chuck Hassey, of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country. Matt Brewer of North Country Guide Service is my guest. We've been talking a lot about hunting, but not deer hunting. Do you do deer hunting at all? Do you do rifle season? I do rifle season, but I know we've talked about it before. I'm I'm the guy who uh, who goes out opening day. Well, I'm the guy who for four days, five days, a week prior to deer season says. I'm only shooting a big buck this year. And then I go out opening day and I shoot the first deer I see and then I go back to grow something. <laughs> I, I'd love to tell you that I that I go after antlers, but I literally just want my tag filled and a deer in the freezer. And then my wife and my son can do their deer hunting juju and, you know, pray to the deer gods and all that fun stuff. And I'll just, I'll just work the dog. So. Okay. Well, um, now, what do you, I mean, what do you, I know you do bear guiding. Do you do you guide for other, like grouse and duck and goose, or is that just stuff you do for you? No, we do some. Um, typically, I'll do about three to four grouse woodcock trips a year. And uh, I don't want to burn myself out on on one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. And uh, guiding will do guiding will do that to you so i'll take i'll take a few people and usually it's people with like younger dogs who just want their dogs to have contact with birds um you know and then i i can bring my dog along and they can kind of see how i work the the woods and what kind of areas i'm looking for and it's not so much about bagging birds as it is watching the dogs and you know the camaraderie of dog ownership and um so those are those are kind of the people I reserve those grouse trips for. Every, everything else I push on to someone else who guides for grouse. Um, and then water waterfowl will typically do one or two trips a year. Normally it's a crane hunt or two uh, back home. Um, and then late season divers we like to try. Cheerleaded two deer hunters. So I mean we'll, we'll guide people for much anything if the situation is right and. If we think it's a good fit, so we we will field calls from anyone who wants to chase anything. Uh, <laughs> but we we're not going to. Uh, we think it's going to be beneficial for them, and, and it works in our schedule as well. So. so I always ask the uh, you know the the fishing guides and, and and the anglers about new gear, new stuff that they like. Uh, is there anything that you're using that is, is pretty cool that's fairly new? Um, not really summer. Um, in, in the summer, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of new things, boat and technology-wise, and, and a new bait here or there that's really exciting. But for the most part, um, my summer fishing is is the same stuff over and over. Um, you know, I'll tinker with a few new things here and there. But 
nothing really new and exciting on my end for for open water but ice fishing you know i've i've had a sneak peek at some of the new stuff that's coming up and and man the sport of ice fishing not only has has it evolved just 25 fold but um the stuff that comes out every year it's like wow that's going to change things wow that's going to change things so uh, so there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up in the ice fishing world, and you know most people aren't going to get to experience seeing that stuff until until we get later into the season and closer to the St. Paul show. You know, late October, early November, you can start to maybe see some leaks, but then that first weekend in December is when you're going to see all the new stuff. On hunting, in the hunting realm, uh, state of Minnesota has expanded crossbow hunting, uh, across the board now. What are your thoughts on that? I, I was kind of excited to hear it. Um, I've, I've thought it's something that should have been maybe an option. Um, there, you know, you've always been able to do it with a permit. And I think for people like me, a lot of people my age and older, like realistically, I could have gone to the a doctor at any point in time, and they would have just written off the permit for me because, you know, I shattered my back. I can't pull back a bow consistently without issue. Um, and I think a lot of people are probably in my boat. Like, if you wake up and you have aches and pains in the morning, you know, you probably might struggle a little bit with bow hunting and shooting bow regularly. So sure. if it, you know, if it, if it lets an animal, you know, die quickly, uh, which, you know, a crossbow is going to give you better accuracy, um, a little bit more speed. Um, so it's better for the animal. Then I don't really care if someone's going out shooting their bow that they can only pull back four or five times a year and, they might not be the most accurate person in the world. Um, you know, I'd rather have somebody shooting a crossbow who's going to put down an animal right away than have to track it and possibly lose it. You know, I, it's just like rifle hunting. If, um, you know, if you allow a scope, it's better. Um, you know, I, I still think the shotgun and slug season in southern Minnesota, the southern portion of the state, I still think that rifle should be allowed. I know there's a danger issue involved there, but... Um, but you're going to have far less wounded animals, and uh, and I think it would cause people to to hunt a little differently. So I don't know. There's you know give and take with everything. There's one side and and another side, and uh, I guess that's where I sit. Is I have no problem with people shooting crossbow if they're hunting legally and ethically, and they're putting down animals um, that they're after quickly. Then I'm I'm all for it. Wrapping it up with Matt Brewer of North Country Guide Service. So what else is going on? What else should we know about? Oh, we could just talk all day about a million <laughs> things. I could tell you. Hey. I could tell you about how I slept last night or how I didn't sleep <laughs> or how puppy training is going or work. or We could talk forever. Oh, but. yeah. <laughs> well, puppy training is always interesting. Yeah, that's been, that's been an adventure with how busy all of us are. Um, you know, after having, like, probably the best dog that I will ever have in my lifetime and losing him unexpectedly and then getting a puppy and forgetting completely <laughs> how hard it is to have a puppy and being 
way older than I was the last time I had a puppy. I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I make a mistake? (laughs) (laughs) There were many times cleaning up pee at 2 in the morning or uh, listening to whining or having to cuddle with a dog that I didn't want to cuddle with at the moment. Like, there's... Puppies, puppies are difficult, but he's, you know, he's getting to that like six month age where, you know, he's approaching that age where like now we can start working with the e-collar and we're getting close to hunting season. So he's going to be out more and uh, it's, it's getting easier and easier every day and he's very food driven. So, um, so that makes training really easy. Um, but the potty training, oh, I, I forgot how harsh the potty training and the middle of the night wake ups. I forgot how hard that stuff was. It was like having a baby. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want another one of those. No, no, no. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely at that uh, stage of life as well. But you know, for, for me, it's, you know, once the potty training's done, I'm, I'm good to go. But for you, Nan, there's a whole other aspect of training, you know, to, for, for hunting purposes, right? Yeah. But like I said, I got, I got really lucky on that. I mean, we uh, we picked out a dog from uh, a very, very, very strong bloodline, and uh, he's got a very good pedigree, and his nose shows it. He uh, he was pointing the day we brought him home. The very first day we brought him home, he was already pointing and was rock solid. He's already got good posture with his points. Um, he holds steady, and he's already trained on you know, sit, heel, and whoa, um, loves to retrieve. So we got lucky with a lot of the natural stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, now it's just make contact with birds. And, and this first year, he's going to be terrible. And <laughs> and uh, he's probably going to screw up a lot of stuff, but that's what the first year is all about. So, um, but he'll find birds. I have zero question there. His nose is incredible. Um I, I go bear baiting and I accidentally step on a peanut and he tears my shoes apart. So <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's got a good nose. So. <laughs> good. Oh, man. Before we wrap it up, do you have time for a fast five? I do. All right. Here we go. Matt Brewer, fast five. Fast five, 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 five. Question number one. Growing up, when you got home from school, got a chance to watch TV, what was your favorite TV show? I I loved Saved by the Bell, but it wasn't like an after-school thing. But as a child, that was like my favorite TV show, Saved by the Bell. All right. Question number two, are you a pop drinker? Yes, Diet Coke, gallons and gallons of it. (laughs) That was going to be my second bar. What's the go-to? Okay, Diet Coke. Slam dunk there. Number three. Who was your high school celebrity crush? High school. Hmm. Or college. We were just talking about this actually yesterday at work. Meg Ryan in her prime. That was probably my crush. Okay. Well, yeah, she, you know, she... She had the personality. She was cute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Question. The short, short, crazy hair. That's what did it for (laughs) me. Okay. Question number four. Are you a coffee drinker? I am situationally. Um, I used to drink coffee every day, but now I only drink 
Uh, I'll get like an, an espresso or a macchiato if I'm having a rough day at work or tired, but um, I, I do enjoy coffee of all sorts and blends. Okay. But you, you mentioned macchiato, so you do you do take additives. I do, okay. yep. All right, and I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Question number five, you have to choose one. Are you gonna go fishing or are you gonna go hunting? Hunting all day, every day. <laughs> and I knew that's what you're gonna say, and you're one of the few who go that way with, with the people I interview. Most of them are it's fishing all day, every day, but I know you really love being in the woods and being outdoors, so that that fits you. Yeah. No question. Well, are you booked for hunting trips uh, for the rest of the year, or, uh, or do we have to start planning for next year? No, we do have some openings. Um, I've already got my grouse clientele pretty much locked up, and we are um, we're helping out with the Aglo Conference. I don't know if you've talked about that at all, but um, the Association of Great Lakes Outdoor Writers. Uh, their annual conference is being held in Bemidji, Minnesota, this month. Yep. Um, it was it was pretty lucky for uh, for Bemidji to to get that. It's going to bring a lot of great writers and TV personalities and and uh, a lot of great people to town. So we're going to help out with that. We're going to be guiding some grouse and uh, doing some foraging with some of the people for the outdoor activity day. And uh, and then I've got clients booked already for grouse. So we're pretty much set on that. Um, we do have some openings for if any deer hunters are looking for meat deer. We're not doing antlers. Um, and then we have some late season diver hunts available as well. But we're kind of booked up for crane and early goose too. So Okay. Yeah, I will be at the Aglow Conference as well. I'm actually a member, so i probably go to a couple seminars and a few dinners. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll enjoy seeing you right. there. I've been a member for the for a long time, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's great to have it in Bemidji for sure, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll put on a good show for them, and they'll you know catch a lot of fish and do a lot of hunting and have good things to say about us. I don't see how they can't, right? Right. Yeah. All right. He is Matt Brewer from North Country Guide Service. If people do want to try to book one of those last few trips, how do they go about doing that? Uh, you can contact us at northcountryguides.com. Our phone number, email, everything is listed there. Social media links, easiest way to t- touch base with us. So, All right, Matt, always great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time today. Thank you. Bob Barn, yeah. Country, country.